everybody, I'm Chad Ecker, and that's Joy. This is the Pre-Ferlines Podcast, where we come to you each and every Monday evening, about 8.30 Eastern Time, live, chatting the betting board, and this week the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, before we get into the betting board for that, we should talk about our friends at Jack Market. Joe, maybe you should brag about your updates uh, to dominate that market. What's going on, bud? Uh, yeah, jock market. So um, it's great. Back-to-back top tens there for me on the leaderboard. Awesome app. Combines the DFS with the stock market. We've got a cool little promo code there. Uh, PL will give you 100% match up to your first 50 bucks. If you haven't tried it out yet, what better time than the present, my man? Uh, get going. It's a ton of fun. Like last week, as crazy as it was to sort of predict um a lot of people had really good weeks so it was good to see sort of the feedback there uh how'd you do oh uh speaking of that it was about 8 30 uh my time about a half hour after the IPO closed before I remember. because joe <laughs> is my internet working uh you are no you're frozen can you see me, Scott? You know, the truth is that uh, my wife's been a bachelor. That's probably Pixeled. You know, I'm going on this computer out here in the garage, hot in the garage. You know, maybe I should just turn it off. I don't really know how if that's going to help or do anything better. So we'll try to get through it. No, uh, I didn't even use the jack mark last week. Joe forgot about it in the early because I was playing off with Mr. Hazelty. That's right. Yeah, no, you were out there with uh with Pat Perry. And I have left. So that looks like a ton of fun. Hey man, uh, why don't you just tell us about your life now? Because I don't know if the internet's going for me. <laughs> Try turning the auto dude off. Uh, that's good. Yeah, it sounds like you're totally underwater there, buddy. But I'll carry us here for a second. Maybe maybe log <laughs> out and back in. Um, but here's kind of where. Things sit, right? Rocket Mortgage Classic, back to Detroit. Um, underwater Detroit, Michigan, as we've seen it a couple times uh, through the pictures and videos that have come out on Twitter this week. Crazy. Uh, it's going to be very wet. We know this course. We know it was Bryson v. Wolf last year, sort of a little preview for the U.S. Open. The year before that, we had the crazy Nate Lashley Monday Q story where he was essentially not on any odds boards or DraftKings at all. Uh, Nate Lashley versus Doc Redmond. So really don't know like, what to, to think about this week. I think a lot of people are going to um, just kind of go straight to bomb and gouge because of Bryson and Wolf. But like when I looked a little bit further into it, they did it a lot with the putter. So for me, it's not so much that they gained a ton off the tee. It was more so that they were able to 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 putt their way to victory. I think Bryson gained 10 strokes putting. Should be all dried up by then. That's great to hear. Um, but the course has always played wet and easier when it is earlier in the week, the last couple of years. Donald Ross design. We don't see a ton of Ross anymore on tour. I think we um, – I'm trying to think what comes to mind. Uh, Sedgefield, Wyndham, I should know that. Uh, and then the tour championship. So uh, I expect – it to be a normal PGA Tour week, strokes gain approach, ball striking, um, lean on those two stats. You should do pretty well, sprinkling a little bit of putting this week. Really kind of 
you know, looking for volatility in terms of the putter. I've talked about it before. Essentially, you don't want guys that are that are level par putting. Look for those spikes. I have a couple of guys circled who aren't always great, but they tend to pop for three or four strokes putting here and there, and that's massive. So in any week like this where you saw Bryson gain 10 strokes putting last year should be pivotal uh, to success, and I hope that uh, you know with a couple of guys that I've picked early in the week, it is just Monday, but hopefully um, you know that's kind of what I'm leaning on this week stat-wise. Um, Chad, are you back? There he is. So you're now on the right hand side. <laughs> oh, no. All right, can't hear anything from Chad. What a disaster. Um, all right, here we go. I'm going to just kind of go through my picks. You guys got any questions who are still here with us, go ahead and fire them my way. I will do my best to answer them. Bryson at the top, plus 750. Not going to bet him, uh, you know, basically twice the price of Patrick Reed. Plus 750 seems like a wild number to, to go to the counter with on anybody, let alone Bryson this week when he seems like, down and out last week. He seemed really sad. So it wasn't great to see. It didn't seem like he was having a good week. Maybe this, all this Brooks drama is kind of getting to him. Um, not going to go there plus 750. Moving down the board, Reed 12 to 1. Decent course history for Reed here. Hideki 14 to 1. Kind of an interesting number on Hideki there. Uh, Webb Simpson 16 to 1. Will Zalatoris 22 to 1. Jason Kokrak 25 to 1. Joaquin Neiman 25 to 1. That's the entire board under 25 to 1 this week. Weak field. Um, not much else to say. I'm not too excited about any of them. I had briefly thought I was going to bet Webb Simpson, and then I didn't. So I don't know if I'm going to continue to to stay off of him. Terrible at the U.S. Open. We haven't seen him much at all. Um, I know he had the injury at Wells Fargo, so I'm not sure how serious that was. Just not quite there at 16 to 1. I wish we could get like a 20 on him, but we'll see how that goes. 30 to 1. Here's where I'm interested. Let me get to a couple of quick questions first. Have you ever won a Millie? No. Not even close. Well, maybe. Last year in August, I won the I was second in the drive to the green when first place was 500,000. So I took home like 117K. At Sedgefield, Donald Ross, good vibes, but no, not a million dollars. That would be that would be wild. Uh, Scott, are you going to be on with Rick Run Good this week on the Jack Market Power Hour? Of course, uh, we're always on. So, absolutely, Power Hour eight fifteen on Wednesday. Rick Rungood and I will be there to cover the last hour of the PGA Tour IPO for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So it's a ton of fun. We give away like 100 bucks, 50 shares on Leviota. That's awesome. I think I saw your comment yesterday. Congratulations on that. What a great pick. I think he IPO'd for like 288 and ended up selling, uh, finishing the tournament at like 1150. So incredible stuff there. Um, Wolf, let's get back to the board. Matt Wolf. Let me go through some stuff here on Matt Wolf that I had picked up. 
So here's the biggest thing for Wolf with me, and I mentioned it, is these ability to have these giant spike putting weeks. U.S. Open, 4.4 strokes game putting. Followed it up last week, minus 1.2. Shriners, four strokes game putting. Followed up, up the next week, minus 1.2. So he, he does this quite often, and it's not uncommon for him to, to put together a week where he makes a ton of birdies and has a ton of looks. Now, with the like greens and regulation percentage being a little bit higher here, I think that I'm not so much looking toward ball strikers as much as you would think I would because I think it brings a lot of the guys who aren't great in terms of proximity into play. And then a lot more people are getting opportunities to putt. Um, greens and regulation percentage is like 70, low 70 percentile, which is incredible. Um, so you're going to have a ton of guys with a lot of birdie looks. It's going to come down to putting much like I think that it did last year, which may go a little bit overlooked. Interested in Wolf, probably going to get there. Um, just haven't pulled the trigger quite yet. Let me go back to DraftKings Sportsbook here because moving down after Wolf, Hoffman, M, Kisner, Grio, Siwoo Kim, Cameron Tringali. Two guys that have really sort of interested, interested me here. Um, Siwoo Kim, 45 to 1. Donald Ross, he was a big part of that lineup that I mentioned last year at the Wyndham. Three-round leader there. Can just really get red hot with the putter as well as with the iron. So he's very volatile and hard to predict. But when he gets it right, he wins. Uh, and that's ultimately what you're looking for in an outright ticket. The one guy that I'm definitely bet on, I got a 55-1 to one on him, was Cam Tringale. A bit of a lull, although... Maybe a little bit overstated. Three missed cuts in his last five events, including the PGA, where there was that debacle. I think he made like an 11. Missed the cut last week at the Travelers, but lost one and a half strokes putting. Rarely ever loses one and a half strokes putting. Uh, the week before that, gained 7.1 at the Memorial, 26th place finish. Uh, gained two the tournament before that at the Charles Schwab, 32nd place finish. 6.4 at the Valspar. Like these are the type of spikes that we're looking at where he finished third at the Valspar, which was incredible. Valero, Texas Open, 3.3 on putting. Like I know that he's a good putter and has the ability to make a lot of birdies and wasn't able to break through. Maybe this is the type of event that he could. And I think that that betting number at 50 to 55 to one sort of indicates that a little bit. Like the, the sentiment on Cam Tringale may be a little bit down after a couple of subpar weeks. I think it's a good bounce back opportunity for him. Don't see Chad. I guess I'm rocking this solo tonight. Um, moving down the board a little bit. Doc. We're not going to get through this without talking a little bit about Doc. So, second a couple of weeks ago at the Palmetto, this field fears, feels, field feels, very similar to the Palmetto. Um, rather weak opportunity for him. Let his iron play shine. And he's actually been a fairly positive putter recently, which is quite surprising. Uh, 17th in strokes gain total. Let me go through a couple of his numbers on his last couple of tournaments because he really gains a lot of strokes when the scoring conditions are easier, which I looked at, which this is, you know, we're going to see the, the low 20s this week, I think. 
20 to 25 under is going to win it. Averaging 1.9 strokes game putting his last five. Um, best stretch of his career, I think, that I've found by far. Six straight events, positive in putting. Five straight events, positive in approach. Obviously has the second year two years ago, so good course history lean. Was great at the Wyndham as well on a shorter Donald Ross course, so maybe this sort of um, Donald Ross is his vibe, man. Going with that, fourth of the Bermuda, back on dock, 55 to 1. Feels like a healthy number for him. Um, on the low side, wish we could catch 60 to 80 where he kind of uh, makes his hay, but hasn't won yet. This could be a breakthrough spot for him, and I think a lot of people are going to shy away from that number. But I don't see a lot, in being honest, in that range that I love. Um, people may go back to Grio, disappointed last week. I don't think this is a great spot for Phil Mickelson. Uh, Danny Willett coming off the injury or surgery or I don't think it was like golf related. I think he just had like an appendicitis or something like that. But anybody know the deal with Willett? If you know the deal with Willett, drop it in the comments. Um, Homa's right there. So Homa's interesting because I liked Homa last week and he played bad. Let me see what he did here. Let me pull up a little bit of Max Homa. There he is. No, you're still having issues, Betty. <laughs> I don't know what happened. When you pulled up the spreadsheet, it all it all went uh, bad. Fuck. Have fun. All right. See you, man. <laughs> All right, so we'll keep it relatively short. Not on Homa this week, but I think that there are a lot of good signs that could put one on him. One guy that's interesting, 90 to 1 that I bet. I don't have a lot right at this point in the week. Um, you know, it's early, it's Monday. Adam Hadwin had a great run at the Valspar over the years um, and just really has a lot of these sort of spike putting weeks that I was kind of talking about. Let me go through kind of some of his stuff. So, a little bit of a mix here. I think it's it's you know that northeastern POA, which is his best surface. U.S. Open just gained eight strokes putting, four point six at the Memorial off a missed cut. So the approach numbers are bad, but I think that he can tend to get hot in terms of birdies. Uh, he may be the type of guy that that can put together a couple low rounds out there. Could be a good top ten bet, ninety to one. You may be able to find some hundreds in there. Moving down the board. Um, 110 range. So, you know, I took Cam Davids. Uh, I saw Tour Junkies tweeted earlier, par 72, four par fives. Love his aggressiveness. Love this type of setup for him. Cam Davis, um, all day is going to be a bet for me when he's in triple digits, particularly in this field. Let me pull up the rest of what I got here. Bear with me a little bit, guys. We're working through some technical issues tonight. Okay, another interesting one. I'm glad we got to this guy. Just one second here. Adam Long. So, miscut at the Travelers for Adam Long. Before that, 26th at the Memorial. Not bad at all. 20th at the Charles Schwab before that. Uh, he's gained strokes putting, and it looks like like nine straight events. 
you know, has played well in these shorter tracks, third at the OHL, obviously fifth at Punta Cana. Like he, he's, he's going out there to these easier courses that tend to be Verde Fest and playing relatively well. Long, I, I believe, is triple digits there. Let me just pull back up his odds. There he is, 160 to 1. Wow. Uh, Putnam's there. Neesmith is there. Rogers is there. I know some people are going to like Patrick Rogers. Um, he's had a couple of good putting weeks. Adam Shank, I think, has made a couple of consecutive cuts here. Top 40s. Chase Seifert was played a lot last week. Vaughn Taylor has kind of been sneaking into a little bit of form. So, look, it, it, we're, what, two weeks away from the British Open. I think that a lot of people are going to, to have eyes or mental focus sort of shifted over there, whether they're catching an early flight over there to get some practice in or not. We don't know. We have the Irish Open followed by the Scottish. I think a lot of the guys usually go over there for that event. So maybe the last time we see some guys here for a couple of weeks over here stateside, it's just a weird – the course doesn't really show well on TV. I just remember those red like signs. It almost looks like a hockey rink in a lot of the spots. Not my favorite event, not my favorite viewing event. I do think it's kind of wide open. Um, a couple of names, Ekrot, Hoagie, Hostler, all at 160. Like I think that there's good value in a lot of these guys to top 20. I don't know how many of them win. I think ultimately it probably comes from the top of the board. Bryson's clearing away the favorite, defending champion. Uh, seven to one, I don't think anyone's going to get too excited about betting at. I think that's about all I got tonight. Uh, sorry again for the technical issues. We'll get Chad back online. Maybe we'll try this again tomorrow night. Who knows? It's the Rocket Mortgage. We work ourselves through it. Uh, sign up for Jock Market. Promo code PL will get you a $50 match on your first deposit. I wish you guys all the best this week. As always, make sure you check me out Wednesday on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel and live stream. We will be going through the last IPO hour, basically 8.15 to 9.15. We cover it with you. I get my bids in. Rick calls it like a horse race. It's a ton of fun. Uh, hope to see you guys soon. Good luck. We'll talk later. Peace.